Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Drag Me Up with William King. As you all know, I'm your host, William King. This is episode five of this podcast, and I cannot believe it. I can, it feels like we just yesterday I started this, and I have come so far up to this episode, and this is an episode I am extremely excited about. I had the pleasure of sitting down with the patron saint of sinners herself, Saint Venus Valentine. It was an incredibly fun episode to record. I was joined by my boyfriend, Dimitri, to be the co-host of sorts. You actually heard from him in episode four, the lovely Demi Valentine. Uh, I really enjoyed getting into this episode. We get into so much more than just drag, and it was incredible. You'll probably see by the fact this episode is almost two hours long. Uh, the conversation was amazing. St. Venus was so much fun to talk to. And her story is incredible. And before we jump into this episode, I want to just say two things. One, if you are enjoying this podcast, you can find it, as you all know, on CastBox, as well as Google Play and iTunes. If you just look up and drag me up with William King, it will come up and you can listen to episodes one through now episode five. As well, And then the second thing I want to say is I do want to give a little bit of a trigger warning before this episode uh, because this is a little bit heavier than other episodes of Drag Me Up so far. We do get into some political things and uh, some pretty heavy life uh, story. So if some explicit language or things kind of... Uh, queer life experience uh coming from a difficult background may trigger some bad memories or uh negative emotions i was i would highly suggest you may want to skip this episode because it does have a few moments that are do tend to get heavy that uh may trigger some bad memories um so with that being said Let's get right into this fantastic episode. All right, St. Venus, how are you today? I am wonderful. How are you doing today, I'm, William? I'm good, thank you. Good, and good. Dimitri, I'd feel left out if I didn't ask you how you're doing, Ellie. Hi. My <laughs> sister, Demi. Demi Valentine. Oh. So did you, like, when you were first doing drag, and this is for Dimitri, I was curious about the last names matching up. Was that just coincidence? That was completely or? by accident. That was completely by fate. Uh, yeah. We met at the Asia O'Hara. Mm-hmm. And when Asia O'Hara was here. And, and she had a little bunny costume on. And mm-hmm. I was looking we were just like sitting a next nasty hoe. <laughs> 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 I had dollars that coming out of you, you, you was giving You was giving it to me. And then um, <laughs> I forgot who you were hanging out with. And we just. I think I was alone that night. Okay, were you? I think my. Just came by yourself? I must have some people, but I was I was ha- having my own time, yeah, and was just walking around like I was like, quote unquote, networking <laughs> that <laughs> night, <laughs> right? And then you just I don't know, we just we kind of just clicked. bumped into each other. Yeah. And I just thought you looked super cute, and we hugged, like, and then we were like, let's look at a picture, and I think right. that was when we figured out our names. I yeah, think. Um, I was like. 
like, because I could finally fucking hear you aside <laughs> <laughs> from the music. Uh, and you were, um, like, Demi Valentine. I was like, oh my god, like, St. Venus Valentine. We were, like, be. sisters. <laughs> and then we ended up getting booked in a show together, like, a week later. So, it, like, it worked. Now, was that the uh, Divine Divas or a different show? That was Divine Divas. Okay. Yes. Um. Because now y'all were part of the original cast, weren't you? It was <laughs> both of y'all and who else? And, and Dynasty St. James and Princess St. James. Really Princess, though. Dynasty was an add-on. She was going to yeah. be the fourth, but they weren't sure. But yeah, Dynasty yeah. and Princess. Dynasty is still someone I need to get on this podcast. Well, I've had a couple saying. people ask me. And, uh, <laughs> I want to get her on as well, but... Um, She'll be fun. That's only I want to ask is... Where did St. Venus Valentine, where did that name come from? Okay. Uh, St. Venus Valentine is a saint because I'm a saint. I'm the patron saint of sinners. So all sinners can come to me. um, And I will relinquish them of their sins. Uh, Some some cultures call those sin eaters. (laughs) Um, That's a real thing. Um, But... Uh, so that was, like, the whole idea for my character was that I am this, like, patron saint of sin, like, uh, sin to help the gays and queers be happy. Like, that was why I wanted to do drag, was to make people smile, laugh, and gag. Um, if I'm not doing those three things, then I need to quit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, um, Venus is my actual name, like, what I use, like, throughout the week and my day-to-day life my friends call me V but you know Venus is my name okay um so I added the saint Venus and then I was like it needs a finisher I was like what's the last name gonna be and I ended up with two I had narrowed it down to two choices and one of them was Valentine and then my partner asked why Valentine and I was like well, I've always liked it. And I was like, you know what? It was the first name I came up with um, because it was the name for my, uh, like, first, like, memorable stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as a kid, like, that, my, it was this little dog. I said, he's literally right over there. <laughs> um, but, and his name was Valentine. And uh, so I was like, you know, that's really fitting because Venus was the last name I ever had to come up with. Like, after I came up with Venus, I got to change my name and be me, um, and Valentine was, like, as a little baby, the first name I came up with to give another creature, so I was like, that's a good ending. That's really neat. Um, I know it was the same thing when I interviewed Dimitri not very long ago, was asking, well, where'd your drag name come from? And I knew Demi because it's easy to feminize Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Valentine was completely... I think it was kind of the same thing. Well, it just rolled off really well, and it, it works. I think it was that episode we came up with my drag name off the top of our head. And Wait, off the what? Yeah, we came oh, up yeah. with a drag name for me. What was it? <laughs> oh, God, what was it? It was... It was uh, we were trying to go off of your name. Cause oh, yeah, we were just it completely feminized my name. So, Wilhelmina? Yeah, Wilhelmina? <laughs> I've yeah. heard that before, Will- though. That's oh, really? out there, Will- yeah, for drag queens. Yeah, I think we Wilhelmina. Came Wilhelmina, and then because my last name's King, just feminized it to Queen. Oh, Wilhelmina Queen. Queen. Yeah. That's actually kind of cute. Wilhelmina so, Queen. So, if ever I 
get into this foray of drag, which probably will not happen. I at least have the name set up. Wait, um, if my YouTube channel ever gets going and I uh, need to paint somebody sometime, maybe I'll come paint you and we okay. can make uh, uh, Wilhelmina come to life. <laughs> A YouTube channel would be so awesome for you. I, it's my plan. I've been um, planning it for a long time, and I'm going to interview people. I bet it would just... I, see, I even set up my mirror now so two people can sit and do makeup. Right. Well, and the camera will be on top. Right. See? Cute. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> actually, that's really interesting. Uh, actually, uh, what what would you, what would your YouTube channel kind of be about? Uh, so the whole purpose I want to uh, start it is just giving my drag character voice, like a mm -hmm. platform. Um, and I think people really, really connect with, uh, <laughs> I mean, duh, human faces um, yeah. and voices. So I think that's why podcasts are so nice. Um, like, I love listening to podcasts. Um, and that's why YouTube is so addicting and has grown so much. Mm -hmm. um, but what I really want to do is be a queer, um, a trans, or LGBTQ, or... Um, drag queen, whichever category you want to put me in. I'm in a lot of niches. <laughs> but I want to be uh, someone on YouTube that talks about like actual issues as well. Mm. Not just fun stuff. So like um, episodes when I have guests, I always want um, us to have a, a topic of activism that mm. we're talking about. So like I have a friend who is the head of planned uh, parenthood in Georgia, and so I want to have her on, and we'll be talking about that, um, and the issues surrounding, um, controlling, uh, women's bodies, and just people's bodies in general. Um, I want to have trans people on and talk about their experiences, not only in just performing, um, but in transition and stuff like that. I have one friend who detransitioned, and if he wants to come on and talk about that. I'd love to do that episode. Um, I love politics. I'm very political. Um, I want to throw bricks through a lot of windows. <laughs> I'm all about police abolishment, so I would love to have some of... Um, maybe I'll have a police officer friend come in and talk with me about police abolishment. Um, and... Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Um, I think that's really interesting because that's kind of what I wanted to do with this podcast, and it's still in its very early stages. This is, I think, my fifth episode altogether and fourth interview. Oh my god, five's my number. Five's my number. <laughs> number. Yes, it has been forever. Uh, it is meant to be. Uh, um, and part of it's on. It's called Drag Me Up, just because that was a good name given to me by uh, one of my sisters in law. Because uh, we were sitting there, and I know what I want to do with this. But I need a name for it. And we were just kind of throwing it back and forth, and she came up with Drag Me Up with William King, and that's what I came up with. Uh, but wanting it to reach out to more than just interviewing drag queens, it's, it's for me, I want it to be, because this is just as much, or I want it to eventually be just as much for y'all and exposure for queens as it is for my podcast, but right. to have that level of reaching out to people through, like, to get into, like, speaking to advocates and other LGBT individuals and to be able to share y'all's stories and uh, experiences and kind of garner a little more 
I don't know if awareness so much as acceptance for LGBT people, just not being able to hear them out. Right. Uh, hear the victories, hear the losses. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but that was like my first episode was just me, well, I introduced in the podcast, but giving my story of, it's like, well, like, if I'm telling other people's, I feel it's, it's up to me to give mine as well. Um, only fair. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's only fair that y'all know who I am if I'm telling other people's I'll stories. show you mine now. <laughs> y'all show me yours. <laughs> or, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and part of that, I felt, was a victory in mine was I had a friend of mine uh, send me a message a couple weeks ago saying that I'm telling me they were starting to the process of transitioning okay and I had and I did not I was unaware that they were uh, that, that, that was gonna happen yeah right. and so you I felt, don't know yeah and so I felt one I was um, like I felt very I don't know honored is the right word but uh I don't know what the right word for it is, but to that they felt comfortable enough to talk to me about that, uh, and because of my it was because of my podcast and hearing people's stories that was giving them confidence to slowly start to come out mm. uh, and to be able to know that you're a safe person to talk yeah. to, which uh, is a compliment to you. So. Yeah, and well, it, it made me feel good that they it, it felt safe enough that they could come out to me. Uh, and that my podcast was doing something that's allowing them to kind of hear these stories, give them confidence, and let them know there is a community of people that's there for them. Uh, Absolutely. And that's why I think this nine year YouTube channel sounds like it's going to be a pretty incredible thing because I'm, I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know what advocacy is or how to go about it. They, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, we're not focused on that, particularly in the entertainment industry. Uh, it, we're very focused on just new and... I Like, I hate to see it on YouTube especially because there are many artists and people um, and queer icons who I had looked up to for years on YouTube. Um, but they're all just selling products by uh, shitty corporations. Mm. And they're also... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, why aren't you making the extra effort? How are you, like, this great, like, YouTube personality, but, like, half the makeup you use, like, still tests on animals, and America's one of the only places that still tests on animals for makeup. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. Um, and, like, when I make a YouTube channel, like, I, w I will directly go after those people. Like, I will make those videos that's, like, why I hate Gigi Gorgeous. And, you know, <laughs> is it clickbait? Yes. But also, here's why I hate her. I don't actually, you know, want any misfortune to come up with sure, her. But, but all she is doing is showing capitalism and um, this this kind of false idea um, that, that we've been selling to, to kids and in America forever is which is oh you worked so hard by pull it up by the bootstraps and you'll get everything you want mm -hmm. it's like well and maybe if you have parents like Gigi who yeah. make millions and millions of dollars and then you marry into a billion dollar family 
who's like connected to oil. So <laughs> I think that's such an outdated mentality of well, if you work hard, you're going to get what you want. Exactly. Obviously, I mean, that doesn't work. Not Slaves necessarily. Work the hardest. They always have, and they've always been paid nothing or the least. See, I think that's actually a really. I had never thought about that. Is from that thing is the people who it's like, when you look at it, it's mentioning that slaves work the hardest. And then they get absolutely nothing. Literally absolutely nothing. And so I think that I've never really gone that far to think of that. I'm, you always think of it as just sort of your average person who's, I mean, they may work nine to five, but they're at least getting paid and there's benefit to it. Right. But they're not, I and mean, you're not getting like, the American view of success, which is a lot of money, which gets you a lot of things. Exactly. Um, but I think that's, I think it's, and I think it's interesting that you use not, if I make this YouTube channel, it's a when I make this. It's a definitive, <laughs> like, this is going to happen. I've just got to, you know, get to the right time for it to happen. I just need the right editor. I love my editor. She's amazing. But she's also a rapper, and she's way better at that. And I wanted to focus on that. And she's releasing music now, and so it's like we can't work together. Mm. So I need to find a better, uh, not a better, I need to find a video editor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get something that will kind of suit what you're looking for. Exactly. Uh, but I think that's really th- neat. Uh, I think it's something that I think Dimitri and I touched on it in his podcast episode. Is uh, there's not a lot of queer media uh, and things like that. So that's why I like doing my podcast and something like this YouTube channel to get uh, and just to get voices out there. Yeah, uh, more voices, more stories. Yeah, I think that's so important because I think that's the biggest thing is that a lot of it comes down to this just people don't understand that there's not there's not a huge difference in LGBTQ people and straight heterosexual people it's just the biggest thing is that obviously LGBTQ people tend to the biggest difference that people see is that they are in love with the same gender or whatever it may be and that's about it like I know like my first pri- I went to my first uh, pride parade this past October Oh, and I had family. Congratulations on your first. Where? Here. Uh, here in Atlanta. Wait, where? In Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I had family ask me, it's like, well, you know, why do they need to celebrate Pride? And it's all, and I know some of it was out of just an ignorance sort of thing. Like they were just legitimately asking. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I mean, look at it. I was like, why do people celebrate? And not to necessarily uh, equate them. Equate them, but. Like Black History Month or whatever, it's but, a they, so- but they ask that too. You know, the exactly. Same people yeah. are like, "Why? Where's our white history? It's every well, exactly. month." Just like straight, <laughs> straight, um, straight pride, straight pride <laughs> is in every movie. Sure, you force it on your baby with the clothes that you bought them that were like lady killer and. Uh, I don't know. All of those yeah, like, gendery uh, clothes where it's like, oh, my kid's going to be such a girl fucker or boy fucker. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, heterosexual people sexualize their children a thousand times more than They just gay don't parents. think about it. Yeah, gay it's... parents don't do that. Gay parents right. just raise their children to be children. They never yeah. say, like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> fucking fuck the mic up. That's all right. 
we'll, edit, they we'll edit that part out. They don't <laughs> move them around like they don't move them around like Barbies making them kiss. I feel like that's right. straight people. It's just like we're gonna continue this cycle, and it's like gay people or queer people in general. I think are raising their kids further out out of that binary. That it, it's not. I think so. We're not heterosexual by nature. Like we are. We are animals, just like every other animal on this earth, and every, nearly every animal species has queerness or gayness in mm-hmm. it. And many animal species can literally change their gender. Yeah. Uh. And their entire appearance too. But no, I think so much of it, they, they were asking, well, you know, well, why don't people have, and not necessarily my family, but they were, uh, people were asking, well, why don't we have a straight bride? It's like, you can. I, I mean, it's go, literally. Go to a clans meeting. <laughs> there you go. Like, straight pride. It's, I mean, it's literally everywhere, but I was like, if you want to throw a parade for it, go right on ahead. There's nothing stopping you. Really? Yeah. I was like, get the get the parking. Per- I mean, yeah, pay for the permits. That, you know, like, pay for the like, police. You can do. I was like, I don't see a need for it, but you can do it. I mean, yeah, it's. I yeah. was like, the reason there's a pride, like these gay pride parades and things, is it's, I was like, it's a celebration of the culture around it because I was and like, the fight to be there and to yeah, not be to, getting shot in the like, street. Like, I was like, had to fight the fact that people longer. all like all of these people can show up here with. Like rainbows and like and all this makeup and crazy whatever and, clothes they want. Yeah, and, and to come out as themselves and not have to fear for anything is pretty amazing. Minus the police who are there again this year at Atlanta Pride, surrounding it, mm-hmm. um, including people with SWAT gear, and I understand that part of that is to protect the gay people, and I hate that because so many prides and other queer kinds of events have bomb threats and attacks like our only trans club in America last year uh, had a shooter come in and literally shoot at people and he shot a black trans woman and didn't even make like the news but she didn't die she lived um hooray um one one victory uh but yeah I I do not like that the police are at Pride. They should not be mm-hmm. there. I mean, I feel like First it wasn't that bad this time as far as, like... Did you not saw, see everybody in the spot here with the guns? This, the... this year? Yeah. Yes. There were a lot. A lot. Well, I saw less anti- anti-protesters. Oh. I don't, no, I I don't give a shit about them. They're harmless. I mean, they're just crybabies. That, that are just protesting. That love white Jesus. Yeah. They're always just angry white people. I saw less of them, and I, I don't know. I thought that was better. But yeah, that is better. See, like, I mean, um... The Westboro Baptist Church doesn't come come here anymore. It's too far of a trip oh, to them. <laughs> I will say that I saw a lot of... Uh, or I saw a few... <laughs> it's okay. We'll be okay. Uh, it's uh, perfectly okay. Uh, I will say... <laughs> uh, I did see some... There's a group called Proud Boys, which are, like, hyper-violent. Kind of take those crybaby people... Mm-hmm. And give them motivation just to go attack people. And that's essentially what the Proud Boys are. Just Nazism. Mm, Pretty much. I mean, bit. just straight. Uh, I'm essentially. I don't know. If, what did they call themselves? They call themselves the Proud Boys. If that does not sound like 
the porn title of an orgy <laughs> for a gay porn. Do so you know I thought about that? The was Proud like, Boys. Like, that's, mm. such, that's such a horrible name. Like, for... do they have a costume? That sounds like the gayest thing ever. But most homophobes are gay. Yeah, they tend Actually, to be. I would argue that all homophobes are gay. Probably. Uh, and I know this is a group that targets more than just, like, uh, LGBTQ. They target... Essentially, if you're not a straight white man, you're mm-hmm. probably on their list of people they'll try and attack for no reason. Like people in hijabs and people yeah. in, yeah, uh, people of color. <laughs> those that like those people worried me. The people in their little like with their signs like "God hates fags" and all this that and other, uh, almost just kind of made me laugh. That there were like twenty of them, and God knows how many. Uh, LGBTQ and other just even just allies there. Do you know how many? Over three hundred thousand. Good, really? This Atlanta. That's yeah. amazing. This Atlanta. <laughs> this past year. Yeah. Good. Yeah, nice. Atlanta is one of the we bring out one of the biggest ones each year. Same with Australia. Wow. Normally those around those numbers. Uh, but yeah, and then to have twenty com- yeah, compare like that to twenty the or 20, thirty I don't, I'm horrible at math, but the, that percentage <laughs> is so small. Yeah. And, and like, you gotta think, they were the ones that, like, they, they met maybe once or twice <laughs> before that. <laughs> they made signs, they paid for the, some of those big-ass tarp yeah. signs. Exactly. Like, and then they all had to, to put them in a car, they probably had to rent a storage <laughs> car thing, that's what the Westboro Baptist Church does. And they have to drive it all down, and then go out there, and then yell. That's the part I don't beca- get, and, because and I grew up very Christian. Yeah, they do bring their kids, they love doing it's that. like, what? Um, Why would you bring that hate to But, like, God does not children. demand that, and God, nowhere in the Bible does God demand, um... That you yell in anger at, at, at someone who would, quote-unquote, need help. Yeah. Which would be someone who's outside of the flock, you know? Like, that's not how you did it. You, they didn't burst in the brothels and, like, well, die like, fags yeah. and you know, sluts. Like, that's that doesn't change anything. You're just yelling and being angry. And it's so such a weird thing to see happen. I don't know. That's why I used to study biblical studies. And, uh, you always hear people reference, generally, if they're trying to hate LGBT people. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah, that sort of thing. It's like, if you just read it, that's just all about, like, in, there's infidelity, not... It's rapists. Yeah, and, it's... Well, like, and actually, the, the, the one word that, that does say gay in that, like, translated through Hebrew through Greece, hmm. it's not gay. It's pedophile. Yeah. Like so it was like, it was pedophile, it was a city of pedophiles, rapists. Yeah, like it was a horrible place. When they had the angel in the house, literally, it's said in the Bible that everyone in the city had come to the door at some point that night, banging on the door to ask to rape the angel. And I'm like, okay, but, but, but that's what hardcore Christians think yeah. gay people are. That's what I was taught gay people are. Like, that was the... That, that all gay people were evil. Yeah, because I never had an upbringing to that extent. Uh, it was, I mean, I grew up, no, and I even remember around the time I was old enough, I think it was in high school, that uh, around the time the Marriage Equality Act was passed, or a little after, uh, 
even at that time, kind of being that sort of feeling of, I don't know if this is right, like, because I mean, that's just how I grew up and knowing, like, it was Wait, one of those... you were in high school when the thing passed? When did it, no, it only passed three years ago, didn't it? Yeah. What, no, no, I was graduated. So this, it was, when they were... It was talk- 2014 or 15. Then I graduated by then. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about it, because I remember uh-huh. in high school being in, uh, hearing about it, and it was like, I know that it was like, was like at this time it was like, it was, I had no idea that I was bisexual at the time. Uh, I was like, LGBT people, they're not bad people. It's just, oh, well, they're just making a mistake. I was like, yeah, I mean, they're not. I was like, because I've met people. I was like, they're really good people. They're just, you know, it's like, and I feel like this is the majority of Christian people. It's like, feel like, oh, they're not bad people. You know, they're just doing something wrong. But They're just misled. They, exactly. They, they, they just, they have Which these is, urges that I had. I had a dream about my friend once, but I didn't follow it. And, and then they view that person then as a yeah and which I felt like in, at the time now I can't believe I thought that way but especially seeing as I am LGBT but I think it's that I mean when you grow up that way you're almost and it wasn't even necessarily my parents like indoctrinating me or anything it was just kind of when, like, when you grow up people you grow up around and that just kind of happens then you in the culture and the society it's I mean did you grow up in public school I did yeah I mean Uh, that makes a huge difference and then when you get old enough you hopefully start kind of thinking on your own the realities and then I they don't want you to no they don't they don't want you to think for your own kid think on think for your own they're totally they're people against like kids running college now because it's like Oh yeah, Christians have been on that for a the minute. The whole like, oh, they're teaching what they're teaching you there is not what you know. What I've they raised. will, they will question you about <laughs> God. Right. They will make you doubt things. Oh, I remember hearing those so, things. which is really oh like, my God. which is really problematic because like that's basically telling people you you don't want young people to pursue higher education, which well, keeps but at the same time religious people stupid, yeah. which keeps them uneducated. <laughs> See, what I think is interesting, though, is that even before I came out, I've been very strongly, for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm just, like, a straight ally. Like, I am, I, like, LGBT people are being just treated like such trash that they need help. And I think that was part of me in my brain was starting to realize, like, no, you're not a straight ally. (laughs) Like, you're part of this, you just don't want to realize it yet. Yeah. Uh, And that helped even, like, like, my mom especially start, but she... she was in the same vein I was, like, and I may be getting this wrong, I apologize if I am, um, uh, that it's not that they're bad people, or we're bad people, it's, oh, they're just making, you know, they're just kind of following the wrong path, but that's okay, that's, uh, they're still, like, in the end they'll be forgiven, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they but, think they're doing the right thing, they just don't know. Yeah. Like, they it's kind like, of have just fallen into this. Yeah. Uh, and as I, the more I kind of became an ally, the more that she opened up to maybe I'm thinking the wrong way. That mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with LGBT people. And then, surprise, I come out. And by, by that point, it was... I, you're, they, my, both my parents were like, if ever any of our kids came out as LGBT, we'd love them just the same. They had said that already? Yeah. Before you came out? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Because they were like... How old were you when you came out? Oh, uh, that was... Actually, just last year, it was back in March 2018. Okay. Uh, and they were like, y'all are our children, we'll love you the same, we just worry about you more. 
because there are people out there who will not like you or who will hate you just because of yeah. who you are. Uh, but when I came out, it was okay. Not didn't expect that, but I mean, <laughs> they're like, "We, you're our child." So, and now, like, mom, my mom follows. Uh, there's a group called Free Mom Hugs, which are. Uh, yes, I know yeah. that group. Yeah, uh, I, I saw them for the first time this year and, and got one. She I started. Got a hug. <laughs> I had it. I was looking for them though. Uh, but I started kind of following them and looking into them more. And uh, they were a lot at Pride this year. I was, I had never seen them, and then all of a sudden I saw all these shirts, and I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, mom. Like my mom has become like a tiger mom, like defensive. And it's really sweet. I think it's just interesting seeing that. Because people always talk about, like, the older you get, the more you're not going to change. But and but that's not true. Not necessarily. Like, you can change if you want. You're just, at some point, you're comfortable doing what you're doing. And you're just not willing to change. Yeah, it's extremely, extremely patronizing to act like any age of someone. I'm not talking about some... some relative that is like are we about to pull the plug or not <laughs> I'm not talking about them yeah. I'm trying to change their mind but it's patronizing to think anybody in their 40s 50s, 60s, 70s 80s, 90s or 100s can't understand this stuff because there are humans that are that age that can't understand that stuff so we know scientifically that it's possible also it's just patronizing like it's just like no, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to sit here and, like, let you just kind of, like, huff and puff and be like, this conversation hurts my feelings too much. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, that's that's what emotional stuff is, and yeah, like, this like, is yeah. what you, like, leave on queer people all the time. Exactly. Like, and I'm telling you about it, and it makes you uncomfortable for five minutes, and you want to walk away. Mm. Well, it's like, a huge uh, issue. I've had people tell me before, uh, oh, you know, you're bisexual, why don't you just date a woman? That will be easier. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get that. And if I were, it's like, if I were attracted to one, then sure, that would maybe be the case. I'm not, obviously I'm attracted to Dimitri, but, uh, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those that I think, I, people, I don't think mean it to be offensive, but it kind of comes off. Oh, like, it's so offensive. It's, it's just one of those, it's like, that's not, that's not quite the way bisexuality works, uh, People want so hard to not believe bisexuality is a thing. Like, that's been such a popularized form of, um, uh, homophobia Mm -hmm. is, is, is the way we treat bisexuals in that, uh, no girl can actually be a bisexual. All girls just want dick. Um, they can play with girls, but really all girls just want dick, so they're all straight. And then boys, if a boy says he's bisexual, that's a lie. He's just gay. He just wants dick. It all revolves around the man. Mm. It all revolves around the dick. Um, and... Which is absolutely absurd, because there are bisexual people... There are so many bisexual people, and it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, you just can't deny, but but the, they try to, you know? The, mm-hmm. They literally just tried to say that there there was no third 
gender or, or tried to make that ruling that oh in New York n- no in New York they, they passed it but in DC they they denied that or they relapsed on like a I forgot what it was god damn it um what was I saying we're talking about um yeah, bisexuality. But, um, but I do know in New York where they said they passed, uh, you can put X. Yeah, the X on the thing. Well, um, on your license. But, and then people get really confused with bisexuality in, in, the, in the terms of like, like a lot of people call bisexuality transphobic, which it's not, because non-binary people and trans people can both be bisexual. Bisexual just means you're attracted to two genders. So basically, it's kind of like a pick two menu. So <laughs> if there's two on the menu that you really like, you're probably a bisexual. If you like everything on the menu, they call that a pansexual. If you only like certain things, they're more niche. But yeah. but that is, it, 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 it's so frustrating. Um, and, and it's particularly frustrating for me for, for bisexual men. Because um, I think it keeps a lot, or I know it does, I know it keeps a lot of um, bi men uh, in the closet and living straight lives, married, but online talking to mm-hmm. queer and trans sex workers or just uh, cis girls. Um, but often <laughs> well, I see when they repressed their sexuality for so long they want to go like straight into like bdsm like (laughs) trance like as 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 uh divergent from their normal life as possible Mm. so that they can you know fulfill that part of themselves yeah um because they have to do it in such a small quantity but it's so sex that nobody should have to live like that yeah or be afraid to be bi or uh, be afraid of people telling them that bi is not real and mm. that oh no you just pick one or the other same with non-binary and they're oh, like yeah. just pick one or the other and I'm like bitch I can't like <laughs> I don't have works. a gender like it doesn't work that way you can't just pick yeah uh, <laughs> like, and, I, and I think something like for me it's one of those and like I'll if someone like were to see Demetri and I was oh a gay couple I don't it's like yeah, and I'll use gay as an umbrella term for myself, and because I mean, one, it's, I mean, it's easy for one, but I, mean, I tend to have a prim- like preference towards men over women, but uh, which I think somewhat confuses people. To, so you're bi, but you prefer. I was like, yeah, the keyword is like, I prefer. Yes, I was like, that's not denying. There's still like, like I can be attracted to women. It's just right. that I tend to prefer. Men. I was like, bisexuality is not a. 50-50 split. Right. And yeah, I was like, yes, yeah. I was like, it can be a lot of different things. Yeah. It can be 60-20. It can be, I mean, some people can only like, like, it's like romantic relationships mm. with one uh, sex or gender right. and a sexual relationships with another or yeah. vice versa. Um, there's so many different, different mixes and it's so bizarre that it, I, I mean, I know if it's not your life, you don't have to think about it. But, like, thinking about it for, like, five minutes isn't that hard. No. And, like, it's a pretty easy concept to, like, grasp, I yeah. think, um, bisexuality and, or, or, or uh, 
pansexuality. Like, people get so, you know, every time I'd like to avoid the word mm. because they're like, you like fuck pans? I'm like, yep, yep. No, exactly. Just smack him, smacking myself in the ass with the frying pans really what, what gets it off. Um, but, um, and, and, and same, I have a preference and I like, I have a preference towards, uh, men generally but I also have liked um and had different various relationships with non-binary people with uh other trans people or other like trans women um uh what is happening she's just kind of in the bag oh she <laughs> she loves bags sorry if there's anything like special you, you can like take it out oh there's nothing She'll but. just sit in there <laughs> for fun. And I'm curious because, like, overall my experience as I've come out in the, LGBT, the LGBTQ community, and overall from the community side of it, it's really good. Uh, it's I've been felt very embraced, and it's been a very good experience overall. Uh, some of the heterosexual people I've seen. Uh, I'm sorry, this, there's a cute moment of, there's a cat in my computer bag, and it's adorable. <laughs> I'm sorry to steal the show. Hey, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Milo, Milo. <laughs> Do you like the smells of the new bag? She fucking loves bags, I don't get it. <laughs> You're so cute. Oh that is God. adorable. She's like burrowing into it, <laughs> like it's Narnia. Where are you going to go, baby? Anyway, sorry. I know you're fine. But, I mean, that was more than okay to stop and watch this. Um, yeah, like the like my the multiple times I've been able to uh, interact with other LGBT people and uh, the community as a whole has been really great. Uh, some of the interactions with straight people have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, been har- been harassed once. So. Okay. No, and so it could have been worse. You got one under your belt. Yeah, I got one. Uh, but I think it's intra I know as a especially as a bi person, it's easy that there is that is a privilege of well, if anything, there's a, you can be attracted to a woman, and you know you can pass invisibly if that is what you choose. And obviously, I don't want to because I mean, it's even if I was dating a woman, I'd still want visibility to be a thing. You would still want to be able to be visible as bi, right? Which a lot of, yeah, people will try to take away, but I do see a lot of couples that, like, are able to maintain, like, one or the other's bisexuality, like, still being visible. Well, I'd say that it's, we live in a time where people even have to think that way of, well, at least I'm privileged enough that if I really wanted to, I could, I could hide it well. Yeah, well, we live in a time nearly where it's, if you needed to, you could pretend to be straight and a white man yeah, and, and get through the security checks that we well, may end up I mean, having. Like That's one of those things that it's, it's honestly, scary. It's, it is, and it's honestly, it's one of those, I haven't forgotten the fact that I'm still a white man, that it's easy enough to pass as a straight white guy. Yeah, I don't want to have to, mm-hmm. but there is one of those things I've not forgotten. The fact there's a little bit of privilege that's there. 
A lot of bit of privilege. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of privilege to being a white guy. A uh, white cis yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, that's a lot, a lot of stuff. And I think that's part of the reason that I can as, as long as you acknowledge it and well, that's why, that's why I like, and you use it for good. Well, yeah, that's one of the reasons like I embrace being LGBT because I feel like it's a big part of me. Right. But you like don't forget that there's still a you have a very lucky platform, which I hate. It's one of those that it's you hate to feel lucky that you are a white cis man, but that's. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. But you, I mean, where we live, it's a lot, it's just generally easier for me than it would be for, I mean, for you or even for you, Dimitri, but because I, I because of who you're, I was born as. Yeah, like you going to a car mechanic is going to be a very different situation, a very different price. Yeah, uh, exactly. A very different... Same with any kind of male-dominated, like, uh, thing, um, especially if it's, like, white men, um, because it just kind of works in that fashion, and every time, especially post-transitioning, um, men always try to take advantage of me, and I'm like, motherfucker, I was raised by a construction (laughs) (laughs) man, I, what do you call it, a contractor, no, I'm not a contractor, what was uh, what is it was Jesus is a carpenter, carpenter. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I, I always used to be like, I you know, I'm friends with Jesus is dad, <laughs> carpenter. Um, so I know my shit. So I'll be like, no, I know you guys are over fucking charging me. It's just because they're like, oh, she's a stupid bitch, so she won't know. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was something I thought about even before coming here interviewing you is that, uh, I'm not, I haven't met many trans people before. Like, I've met a few, and uh, it's one of those that you always people want to say, "Like, oh, well, y'all aren't different, and you're not." But there is part of that that the world will see you differently, though. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine I'm, that can't be an easy thing to deal with. In that, mm-hmm. because it's not. I mean, and forgive me if I say anything wrong. But you're no, di- I'm, you're no different than anybody else. But there are a lot of people, especially here, and hell, especially here in the South, that will mm-hmm. Georgia, yeah. see you extremely differently. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I just don't like. That's why I think the amount of courage it takes to, I think it, to come out at all is one thing, but to be able to be that honest with yourself and know yourself that uh, you are transgender and to transition to be able to be who you are uh I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that because I mean as, I mean, as far as I can tell uh being I mean, being a uh, trans individual is not an easy thing yeah being a trans individual isn't an easy thing being a trans woman um is uh significantly harder yeah um and uh, I would say living in the South did not help. <laughs> um, and being raised in a conservative Christian cult <laughs> also did not help. Yeah. Um, that was racist and extremely Islamophobic and xenophobic and everything. I basically had to relearn. Hmm everything um 
kind of started to realize around 12, I was like, some real fucked up shit's going on. Um, And was, you know, more internet sleuthing and being like, oh, wait, like, none of this shit lines up. And, like, why do I hate myself so much? Like, all that kind of thing. But in order to... In order to live, I had to make the decision to leave not only my immediate family, um, but also my extended family um, on my father and mother's side. Um, And that plus the larger community of friends and people I knew. I was homeschooled, of course, but um, I had gone to a homeschool like... uh, arts uh, program and Mm. stuff. My mom had started that. Um, It was no small thing, though. It ended up having, like, 300-ish kids and shit. Yeah. Lots of Christians with lots of kids, and they all have agendas. And they're all to slip into, like, offices and, like, become police officers or go into the army. Like, it's malicious and nasty and creepy the way they talk about it. People would say, like, the South will rise and that kind of shit. Um, but, but yeah, I had to make that decision of, do I... And I think every trans person has to make the decision of... Oh, you know, everybody thinks it's a, oh, we decide to be trans. Like, oh, I'm going to decide to be trans today. Mm. Okay, now I'm going to start to try to be trans. But it's, no, it's, you have to decide like when it's safe and or when it's possible yeah. to come out if it is um, and then if you can survive um, and I feel like that's how it was for me leaving um, I you know I waited uh, until I, it was legal because I did not want I knew the police they would call the police and I would be brought back I knew that at 14. Um, and I also didn't want to go to foster care, so I was like, okay, I'll write out this shit show till 18, because I at least know the shit show. Yeah. Um, hindsight, sometimes I do wish I had risked the foster care system. <laughs> um, but, but then, then yeah, then transitioning, um, not one step of it was, was easy, um, but not because of being trans because of society. Yeah. Well, the- because of the doctors, because of the meds I needed were so easy. The the treatments I needed were so easy. Um the the hormones I needed were inexpensive. Um but there are so many rules and so many gates that stop you at each point and it's made to so that poor people cannot transition. Um, and then people like Gigi Gorgeous, this is when, uh, one of those reasons I quote-unquote hate her, um, is she was on the news one day and they were asking about her transition. They were like, oh, well, how did you transition? And blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, I'm just like, I'm, I really like to just be, I like to do things fast and get things done. So, like, I just got it all done in six months. And I'm like, 
Jesus that's, Christ, that's so much privilege. Mm-hmm. And she had no idea. She literally had no idea. She thinks she's just being a, a good trans ally. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's wonderful that she was able to do that. Let's use her as an example of let's get healthcare for everybody and let everyone be themselves and their healthiest self instead of um, nearly working themselves to death, uh, going through homelessness, um, going through poverty, going through being in debt, going through uh, Jesus Christ, the amount of things that have happened in this journey. Um, you know, it's it's a lot, and a lot of it is trans people having to convince cis people that they are quote-unquote trans enough, or a hundred percent, um, or whatever else they want to call it, which also makes it really complicated for non-binary people, it's particularly if they want treatment, if they want hormones, or if they want top surgery, um, but they try to restrict us at, at every turn, um, and they keep trying to erase that non-binary people exist, um, and, like, a lot of people get confused that I identify as non-binary, because one thing, everything you said was right when you were talking about trans, things being hard, transness, um, but you did say transgender, um, and I personally don't identify as transgender, because I didn't, I was never a boy. Mm -hmm. I was a slave to my parents. I had no autonomy. I was the the, the last child. Um, I was raised mostly by my sister and literally was homeschooled and was basically just a servant. And then I started working for them and their businesses. Um, so I was just a human then and then came out. Everybody called me gay or tranny or something like that, and I was like, I guess I'm genderqueer, hmm. um, and that was when I decided I was, like, genderqueer, non-binary, um, but, like, I do identify as a woman, hmm. um, I identify with women's rights and with the, uh, the civil rights of women, um, and I feel that I'm a part of that, and I feel that I'm often viewed as a woman, um, particularly in the trans community, and I want to represent trans women in a, in a new way, in a, in a proud way of, um, you know, whether it be small things like, I don't give a fuck that I have arm hair, I don't give a fuck that I have a dick, I don't give a fuck that I'm quote-unquote tomboyish, like, any of those things. Um, it doesn't take away my womanhood or my or the fact that I don't have a gender Mm. um, because I'm just the gender boxes that were created um, are really a uh, what do you call it Um, it's a culture thing it was was given to you by what culture expectations it's a product yes it's a product of of culture and expectations expecting you to be either either or when actually you know and they're based everything's on it's everything's a spectrum mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's you know your gender identity whether it's your how you express that okay, so that 
You can touch it. It's real. <laughs> but um, no, I'm just saying. Like, there's. I guess there's just so much like levels of of spectrums that make it so. You know, people don't understand, and I've done it before. If, if I see a feminine guy, I assume or he's probably a, a sister. He's probably you know, he's probably gay too, and it's it's a fault on my part because that could probably just be a straight man who is just more touch with his feminine side. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I think society, society yeah. it is moving. Well, American society, I think, is slowly moving towards more um, androgynous way since the 90s women's fashion has been moving towards androgyny and allowing because of course a woman dressing like a man is very different than mm-hmm. a man dressing like a woman which is why we have the issues we have with trans women and why we don't have those same issues with trans men why we don't have um, um fucking over like hundreds and hundreds of them being killed, um, like we do with trans women. Well, it's like, even earlier you mentioned that uh, a trans woman got shot and the victory was well, at least she wasn't killed. Yeah, that was the victory. That's, it's so awful that... The only trans club in America and this man came in to shoot it up, shot at multiple... I think someone else got hit. But yeah, and a black trans woman but got Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. It's like... Wait, we're saying the victory is that at least they're not dead. Uh, yeah. Which, which is like, that's, in a sense, that's great, because they are luckily alive. alive. That is a victory. But it's so awful that it's so, like, things like that are so common that the mindset is, like, look, we won because... Someone survived the shooting. Yeah, it's just I've been thinking about that. Like, but we can't. But we can't do anything with the guns. We can't regulate those because regulating guns would be. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I feel like we all know it, except that percentage of people. But then they still follow Trump when he says like bullshit and he shuts down the government. And I'm like, like, what? It's things like that that always make me feel like I want to just take time to apologize on behalf of straight, like, cis white guys. (laughs) Because I always feel so bad that when people are just like, oh god, I get lumped into that. I'm not like, I'm not like those people. Like, Uh, I'm not one of them. I promise I'm not like, it's like, because I I recognize that generally, on average, straight cis white men are pretty god-awful. Yeah. And, like, that's one of those, I like, and I know you're not supposed to generalize, but I feel pretty safe making that generalization. Statistically, white men <laughs> kill more people than anybody else. Statistically, I'm pretty and, sure white men are like 98% of the mass oh, shooters. Sure. Yeah, like, and there were over 219 this, just this year alone. I'm sure that number's much but higher now. that's just a, when that comes up, that's just a mental problem. Yeah. Oh, it's a mental. Even though women are forty percent more likely to have a mental illness, and right. we don't fucking shoot up schools when so, we get pissed. It's what it's it's what they need to call it terrorism, domestic terrorism. That's what but they, they won't call it domestic no, terrorism, won't. and they won't call all of the alt right um, things, um, all of the alt right attacks by these white boys, 
um, literally uh, referencing uh, Nazism or uh, ISIS or well, when, other yeah, weird when terrorist you go to the, attacks. When you go to their like, social are, media and everything. They yeah. are the largest, literally they killed more people on American soil than any other terrorist group in the history of ever. And the, the, the fucking little bitch kid that shot the kids in Florida carved a swastika into his gun and other Nazi shit. So it's like, but was that in the news? No, because they're like, oh, Jews, let's just sweep that under the rug. That doesn't matter. People don't still hate the Jews. That's so I, obviously I not feel like, an issue. And I feel that's part of the reason, like, why I try to be vocal and advocate because, like, I, I don't want one because there are so many, like, so many awful things happening that I want to try and make things better. Uh, but two I like this part of me that feels like I need to show like I am not like a bunch of these just shitty people like I it's like yes I am a white guy like cis white man but I'm not like no. you, you're using your privilege exactly like I realize the privilege I've got and you're using it so, and so will listen exactly yeah. and I feel like so many people especially a lot of these kind of people that we talk about are will try and say oh well, we're not that privileged it's like fuck that y'all like white it's like and white people in general but especially what cis white men you can pretty much do anything mm-hmm. now and, and just get away with that yeah and granted it tends to help if you have money along with that like yeah. money helps your privilege yeah uh but even i'm aware of that because like i come from a family but even that, yeah, oh, but yeah fairly average nothing like we don't like never real as far as i know never really struggled but we're not ever like super prosperous or anything yeah so it, it's not like we were like it's not like y'all were buying new cars every oh, day God, but but even still when in america when you're but she had a trampoline or a pool or no, not even that. Oh, okay. like no we were like uh, living in an apartment well, two but, five people when you point out the struggles of minorities, exactly, and I was like in small it, communities, somehow that takes away from, you know, cis, cis white people. That they're like, oh, well, I mean, I grew up poor. Like, I didn't no, have an r- issue. R- right, just like, like white gays are like, I, n- I got called a faggot in high school, so right. I, I'm just as oppressed as it this black girl. Right, it and it's take- like, exactly. It's like- uh, it's obviously not that difficult. All you have to do is think about your counterpart born on the day you were born that is all of the things that you are not. Who is the black, disabled, queer, trans person born on the same day as you? Do you think they have the same opportunities as you? America yeah. would say yes. All the Republicans yeah. would say yes. But we all know that that's a dirty-ass lie and that even um, richer black women are still more likely to um, lose their baby or their life in childcare than poor white women. Than like butt-ass poor, like I mean like trailer park white women. Because they get goddamn picked up and taken like... Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Well, that's, that's, an, that's another part of my podcast, putting this out there, is that I want to maintain that I'm privileged. I want to point out that I'm supporting 
myself. Well, I have a lot. I have help from my partner, but I'm supporting myself other than that and have been and have been living in poverty or in debt since then, yet I hold so much privilege over my black counterparts oh, yeah, that's... and my um, any person of color. And, uh, like, yeah, I, I want I want to well, make that a big part of it. It's interesting that you mention that, is that the saying that, you know, you may have poor living conditions, however, you can still, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm not, I don't have any... Uh, I don't uh, have white privilege. Exactly. exactly. It's like, oh, I'm poor. I don't have privilege. It's like, no, you still do. It's you do. still easier for you to get a job. It's still easier for you when you're you go to the hospital. You're still less likely to not get pulled over. You're exactly. still less likely to get shot. You're still right. less likely to get uh, killed by yeah. a police officer. But or those are things that they don't have to think of. And, and they don't want to think about them. They don't. So, it's a society thing. So. It's just a what? It's a society thing. It is. It's well, a that's society like, thing. I've had but people, it's a sick society yeah. thing. Well, I've had tell, people tell me, like, because I am, I tend to be pretty vocal about being LGBT. Um, and they're like, well, you know, it would be so much easier for you, and you wouldn't have to worry if you just don't say anything. I was like, I understand that, and I think I know where you're coming from. Or at least I hope I do. Because if you're coming, and that's like, but that's, it shouldn't be that way. No, it's like I'm not trying to hide anything. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not a fucking vampire I, I or like, like some weird like baby cult killer. Like <laughs> I've been closeted for about twenty two years. Like uh, as like I came as I came out a couple months before I turned twenty three. Uh, I was like I'm done hiding things. I've known for a few years now that this is who I am and this is who I'm attracted to. I'm done hiding that. That's the whole point. Like, that's the reason I came out. Right. Uh, and so now comes the time where nobody should have to hide it or should have to hide like fear coming out for like sake of being like, kicked out of your home or worse um, well which is still happening exactly yeah like kids are still being fucking chained to their beds and getting exorcisms yeah for mm. being trans or being gay um, or electroshock therapy is still I mean, that happens to gay kids in well, this country. Was, I, I, I never uh, kind of let it slide that my coming out was extremely easy. And extre- I was very thankful that I had a very accepting family and friends. And as compared to, I've heard and read a lot of stories of people who did not, I, the minute they told people, they were just cut off, thrown out. And, and so I, I never kind of. I don't take that for granted that I am very thankful to have a supportive family and support in a support system that a lot of people did not have. It makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, I mean it's one of those that, and I think that's the one reason I want to get these stories and people's things to get that side because uh, so hopefully things can change. Uh, so people can hear, so parents can hear, like. Don't give up your kid for your religion. Yeah. These ideologies. Don't let men who you don't even know convince you to stop loving your child or to wish your child dead. Like, well, it's like I think I said on my first episode. I don't want to save the world, but I want to change it because I think I realize enough that it's. Not necessarily easier to change the world, but that 
that's the route that makes more sense. Like you could, I, I want to at least try and change people, so they will be more understanding, accepting, whatever it may be. Malleable. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, people are people are hard because the only things that have been used are is fear mongering. Like so, every time the Republicans are in charge, they use fear mongering. But the Democrats are also. Uh, not, not victim. They also I, did that too. Yeah, sometimes. Um, and it, it, when you live in a state of fear, um, your two natural responses are like anger and um, confusion, and uh, that leads to really poor decision making and poor thought processing and I think that's why it's so hard for people to understand new concepts like two men being in love which you know is not that hard of a concept to grasp (laughs) or a man that loves a woman and a man or a relationship with three people in it or uh, people transitioning or um, the fact that intersex people exist and if you take them out of the equation no math, no statistics that you do that involve humans will be correct. There's just as many intersex people alive today as there are Jewish people. Like there is a third gender and finally America decided that we would stop uh, mutilating the baby's genitals, but people still get their babies circumcised because I can just think it looks clean. Sure. You're mutilating your child. If they want it to look clean when they're having sex as an adult, let them make that decision. <laughs> Otherwise, fucking put the scissors back and pick up your baby and don't let someone chop their dick off. I've always been it's an advocate ridiculous. for no, it is ridiculous for anti-circumcision. It's evil. It's wicked. It's literally evil. It's just causing your like newborn a, child unnecessary pain. Like, and no, your brand new baby. Exactly. And it's like, more of a, a now it's coming up to a point where it's just more of just the United States just doing it. But y- y'all know, yeah, but for the religious, but then it ended up becoming. When, when the religious thing wasn't enough, they wanted to keep doing it, I think because they make money. Like, I'm sure that's not yeah, a, an upcharge. Oh, <laughs> um, but like, for the, for the beauty factor of a circumcision, which is just another part of our culture that, that we should really just stop and think about. That, that we're like, oh, we would rather our Number one, the the fact that parents are thinking about how their child's genitals are going to look. And the skin <laughs> that's wrapped around it was, like, made there for reason. Literally. Yeah. Like, biological reasons. Like, just makes me so sad. We're such a wasteful, <laughs> weird people. We really are. Um. No, I think it's just, I don't know, I feel like we have, a lot of strides have been made to be better and more accepting, and I feel like sometimes people get stuck there, like, 
especially like when the uh, marriage quality passed. It's like, all right, y'all are y'all are equal now. We and can then, forget about exactly. That. Then it's like, well, no, not yet. <laughs> Which is that happened the first time in '69 when trans women had started it all, and white gay men were like. We have the money, and we know the people. Let's go talk to some people about fixing some things. And started changing things for themselves, Mm. and did not change anything for the uh, trans sex workers who were literally living on the streets. That's when they started Star. Um, But, yeah. And so I think that, like, to the... There's a lot of, like, oh, well, y'all are equal now, y'all can get married, that's all you want, right? It's like, yeah, well, it's like, oh yeah, there's no other issues happening. No, it's like y'all can, it's like y'all can get married. It's fine. Y'all are good. And it's, uh, not quite. And so, like, that's one of the biggest things I've seen so many times. So like, I thought y'all were equal. Y'all can get married now. So, okay, but there's still a lot of like protections we don't have and uh, protections that have been taken away. Yeah, like, we had so little, and now they are gone, gone, gone. And Trump literally was just like, goodbye, gays. Let's yeah. just put that in the shredder. Uh, and it's like, actually, like the first this whole religious freedom thing that yeah. literally gays can just That lose. has nothing to do. Where people could just lose their jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And get well, like, fired at any well, point. Well, when yeah. I, I came out at work totally unintentionally, because uh, I wear a little pride necklace and it happened to slip out of my shirt. Uh, oh, and someone asked me what it was, and I was like, and so I was just like, oh, it's a problem, and I was, um, because I kind of forgot where I was, I was like, and I was thinking, it's like, oh, like, oh shit, and luckily my manager was like, oh, that's so pretty and cute, and I was just thinking, it's like, that could have gone so much worse, uh, and I'm incredibly thankful it didn't, but yeah. just th- even thinking about that, that that could happen to somebody else and be like five minutes later you go to the office and it's like hey we're gonna have to ask you to clear all of your stuff and get out and like and that future although we've come so far in so many ways with gay stuff and with the way the country views gay stuff if the government really starts targeting trans or gay or queer people whichever one they target they'll target a niche first it would be so easy to literally to have it be like a these people all need to be fired like go take away the children from these people mm-hmm. because these are the people that adopted um which has already been such a struggle still like in in georgia they just made it did they what did, did they make it illegal or did they i think about what about the, about the, about gay the... adoption here because I, I know you can do it, but I just know they were making it really, really, really fucking difficult. I, st- I still think it's legal, but I think it is a damn hard thing to do. And now I think it's almost impossible be yeah. because of the last bill they just recently passed. Um, but, like, it's like that, like, they won't stop. They're relentless. Um, I believe love can win. I just... It's sad because I think there's going to be a lot of time where we're going to be in this mess. And it just does make me worry because what if we end up in a in a dictator kind of thing? I would totally see Trump as being like, 
today's election day. I won! Exactly. 2020! And then the next four years, it's like, what could happen? Like, could he start collecting up Muslim people and putting them in internment camps? Could he start collecting up trans people? Or people with X's now on their Mm -hmm. um, thing? Which is why I'm like, if even if I am in a country that can do that, which was my dream when I found out that that happened in Australia... Now I'm like, there's no way in fuck I, w- I will put the X on my thing because it, 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 like, it, it's, it's another marker that's yeah. like, hello, And it's I'm such an awful thing. Trans, come get me. There, this progress. Well, it's probably already on lists. We don't, there's this you don't know. fear that, like, this progress is made, but there's a fear to do it because, well, if I mark that, I am marking myself, like, I am potentially putting myself in danger. Exactly. And that's such, I... It makes me so... Like, Just, like, going out as the as Exactly. Yourself, it, 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 I'm it, like, do, do I... Do I make this choice? Or do I... Or... Yeah, or... Uh, it's fucked. Yeah, yeah like... There's a lot of, like... I, I thought of, like... My life would probably be so much easier if I lived in a different country. Or, like... That was more, like... Welcoming to LGBTQ members. Could you imagine being born like, in Berlin... Or, like, even if it was just in California or New York, I or feel Portland. like... Or Portland. Or Washington, whatever. All those states, like, out west. But then I feel kind of, like... I feel kind of bad that, like, I feel like I would be, like, leaving a fight that's see, here. Well, well that's, that's why I, I actually, don't want to go to Portland. See, that's why... As I've actually had friends tell me that, they're like, why don't you just leave if it's so bad here? That's the... I was like, I'm not leaving the fight that's here. It's like, I, it's like, I'm staying because I need to make a difference here. It's not fair that people can't, it's like, if I have the privilege to leave here, I'm not doing it. Exactly. It's like, I would rather help people here who can't and change here to make it a place that make it somewhere like the West Coast or up north. I don't want to leave the South to some shithole. It's like... To fucking camp. Exactly. It's, it's one of those... It's like I follow, it's a non-profit called The Bitter Southerner who is trying to change the South to something better than it is. Uh, taking the good parts of Southern culture, like, you know, like food, like culinary things, and uh, things like, and the things that aren't the rebel flags and uh, rednecks and their jacked up trucks and stuff. But yeah. The things that make make the South the South, it's not Reconstruction era like antebellum the charm stuff, not Jim Crow, not <laughs> yeah. The stuff I mean, they were recognizing that the South has a fucked up history. Yeah, it's and like we did a lot. Like there are and people, present. Yeah, like we're, it's, it recognizes and that's what it wants to. The whole thing is that they want to change the they they see what the South can be and want to change it not just for LGBT people but for other minorities like, like African American people and, well yeah it needs to uh, be for black people first where there will be no change exactly. in that's, the south well that's one of their biggest things is that we need we need uh, fucking what do you call it Restor- not restorations yes reparations yeah reparations we uh. like that is number one it has been how long now and we're about to come up on Eight, wait, 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 1886 is when America happened. And slavery was already 
happening then because good old Christopher Columbus started that up in the 1500s. Thank you, um, rapey bastard. Um, but, um, oh, what, what, what was this point to make? Um, um, 86 slavery. Oh, so we've never made any reparations from that, from 1886. Uh, I forget how many presidents exactly but all had you, but slaves. But they'll, they'll tell you that it's been, Most, a, it's been a long time, so you should get over it. Like, But we uh, didn't do that with uh, the Holocaust. Why? Because most Jews are white passing. Um, and we paid a shit ton out. Bless you. Um, and not that we shouldn't, and not that the Holocaust shouldn't be talked about, but it pisses me off that it's the only Holocaust, um, that it's the only genocide people know about. And I'm like, y'all, there's like, this happens so often, and to so many people of color, you don't care because they don't look like you. Um, but, but all this was to say reparations need to be made. Um, it's been basically 200 years now and nothing has been made. And we have historical documents of these people. When slavery ended, the, the people who got freed, their heads were worth $10 million in that in that time. Yeah. So God knows what it will be worth now. And like, even if that money were, were to go to cities, um, if, if the families weren't alive, um, or if there weren't living heirs, it, it, it just needs to happen. We did it for the Japanese internment camps. Um, didn't do it well, but we did it. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we haven't done this is just another huge fucking reason and, and and such a blatant point of white supremacy owning this country and it's proven by the the person in office's father was in the kkk and i'm sure little donald trump did little kkk shit when he was a kid um and i don't know i don't think anything will truly change in the south until we give black people money i.e resources to build the lives that they deserve which um, we took away from them and we continue to take away from them and then say that there isn't a homeless problem which is mainly black or suppress 50,000 of their parents yeah well I think it's that's just kind of going back to the it's easy you could take the easy route of leaving to go somewhere where Mm -hmm. it is easier on somebody but is that really the right thing to do? So yeah. many of my friends went to Portland and they were like, oh my god, there's so much vegan stuff up here. Like, everybody's queer and blah, 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 and this, this, that. And I'm like, mm. y'all know, every person of color I've ever met from Portland had told me horror stories. Um, one man who I worked for had a police officer um, put a gun to his head while he was in his driveway um and and it is one of the whitest or no it is the whitest state in the country and the whitest city in the country and the reason behind that is awful because portland was horrible and literally got rid of all of the indigenous people and had a law that any person of color 
was owned on site by the white by the first white person that saw them. They were they were then owned. So it's always I mean, but it's and I don't want to run away to to a place well, like yeah. that. Even if, I'm like even if it's good now, I'm like no because my like, black friends don't feel comfortable exactly, there. It, Why would I want to live there? Like, oh well, it's it's well, it's it, yeah. It may be great for people like us, and by that I mean like LGBTQ people. But it's still that's not the right answer. It's like it's be- I want to find a place that's good for everyone. Good for all of us. And right. like, sure, that's a lofty goal, but it's something that can be attained. And yeah. Atlanta is a melting pot of, and so many of our our I think at least it is melting. our queer scenes. Like you see everything. Like there's all sorts of people. Like we. We support our our fat fans, our non-binary people. I mean, you can still see, people. like, within the community that there's still some compartmentalizing, there's still some toxic, uh, straight-acting parts that of, of the gay community that need to be, you know, not femme and, you know, oh. white. And it's still, in, it's still there. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you're in, I guess... If you surround yourself with, you know... But, like, SFQP stuff? Like, do you go to that? Southern Fried Queer Pride? I haven't been there. Southern Fried Queer Pride. They throw great things every time they do stuff. Like, just the the whole crowd, the whole audience what everywhere. I don't go out much, but I've seen it at, like, Blake's in, like, 10. Oh, yes. Like... Ew, gross, yes. If you're, like, any... No, I'm just saying it's still there in the community, and it's still... They're still, like... yeah. You know, or they're still a part of the gay community and the queer community, so yeah, it's just like. But there's sexism, like, and there's racism in those places. Yeah. There is so much anti-black racism in the gay, goddamn clubs in Atlanta. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, that's like, and I'm pretty new to the LGBTQ scene in Atlanta because I, mean, I don't live in Atlanta right now, uh, and have not been out very long. Uh, so I'm trying to get more sort of involved in it just to be a part uh, I'm going to Ten and Blake's well I don't go there <laughs> they're rich white gay uh, midtown it's, it's like I hear about a lot of these places I've not been uh, and that's part of the reason I want to do this is to get me more to get more involved in this queer community as a whole yeah uh, it's bad though if, like if, they, if I ever like got booked at Ten I'd be like yes <laughs> no the guy the, no the guy from Blake's wanted to book me and I was like uh, <laughs> he didn't get back to me though, so I was like, "Yeah, fuck you." You're gonna have to go out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> he was real drunk, <laughs> which I think was an interesting thing doing a podcast where, as of yet, I've only interviewed drag queens. Where the beginning of my drag knowledge came with dating Dimitri, right? Um, well, one thing that's interesting though is like, um, I'll be like go backstage with Dimitri, and I just fit in there like it's nothing. Uh, and I was surprised, like, the first time we were at, the first drag show I went to was the one in Douglasville, and Dimitri walked backstage and was like, are you sure it's okay? And before I could finish, I still just pulls me back, and like, okay, apparently it's good on here. And I just felt like, well, I don't, I'm not a drag queen, I don't You're know. like... I was like, I don't know anything about this, are you sure this is okay? Like, uh, it's, it's such a welcoming group of people I've met. Like, I've met a decent amount of queens, I've met, I haven't met a ton in Atlanta yet, um generally they've been shows where Denny's been performing uh, 
but it's been interesting meeting this drag community and seeing it and, uh, it is welcoming to a very new queer person or out out a queer person uh, and seeing that uh, it's been nice to uh, feel such a part of it and uh, you know, that's what I've had an interest in it, in it and that's why I'm doing this podcast it's, so I get to kind of feel that interest in drag and yeah. uh, but also to be able to share y'all's stories and experiences and kind of as this podcast grows put y'all out there a little bit and potentially gain exposure as well uh, I think it's just been a very interesting experience uh, and it's coming from hearing it talking about some of these different clubs doing drag at uh, and it's just been interesting the few different bars or clubs I've seen very different atmospheres in the queens that perform there or the types of performances going on or the types of crowns yeah like that's one of the biases, biggest things yeah. I've noticed because uh, I saw most of my shows have been at Tijuana Garage mm-hmm. uh, and that gets a, one type of crowd but I remember seeing one uh, like I went to Friends for your pageant mm-hmm. uh, and that was such a different feel than even Tijuana Garage which was interesting cause it seemed more like a kiki it was really it? yeah it was really yeah. like like, Weird as fuck. Yeah, didn't matter. Yeah, that was the key key. Who you were, so <laughs> that's one of my pageant. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there, but it looked like the key key. I mean, it was to be called a pageant. It was they called it a pageant. No, I that. know it was uh, a pageant. I meant like the atmosphere. Oh, the scene. I know, like no, definitely a key key to for the pageant. Yeah, no, definitely. Like excited um, about it. Um, but then when you go like every time I ask somebody about you know when they ask ask me about my drag. They're like, well, I mean, they like, do you perform at lips? I'm like, definitely don't perform at lips. <laughs> but um, Fuck lips. that's like probably the most, I feel like it's the, at least Atlanta's probably mainstream. Like if you've never been to a drag show, they'll probably tell you, people will tell you like, go check out lips. Oh, and yeah, I guess they do. It's yeah. like, and, and it's because like Violet bring, worked there. Yeah, it's like where you bring like, but it's also so expensive. It's where you bring, like, your family or parents it's or like something a, that have yeah, never seen drag, drag yeah. to eat and, like, watch show. Right. But it's super expensive. And the queen... It's super classist and racist and bullshit. And the queens Yikes. only hire people who have money and who have the right kinds of outfits. And they are so specific about what you do and uh, how you wear it. And that is classist and racist mm-hmm. and sexist. And I doubt they would ever hire a trans queen, so I'm gonna throw in transphobia. Go in there at the end. Of course. Uh, just, I mean, I just don't like the idea of like being told like I don't mind traditional drag queens telling me like you know you know better ways to up my drag up, whatever. Right, like giving you advice or being like, oh honey, if you wear like three pairs of tights or like, oh honey, if you do this, like. You're just giving advice. Well, what we're but, not going to do is we're not going to be like, uh, in, ex, like very not inclusive. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's this whole like, uh, your oh, your hair is not, like, like not expensive. It's not. The, the nails aren't good enough. It's trying to put like a box of what drag is, and it should be. That's what about. all of the midtown. And that's why I enjoyed do. seeing actually both of y'all's drag styles is because it's not like traditional drag looks and and that's one thing I thought was really interesting it's like and Dimitri and I have talked about this before I think a little bit on your podcast but take the advice that you like hear out all advice 
take what you think will be useful to you. Yeah. Uh, because obviously they're giving you this because they, at least in their mind, think they're helping you. And some of it may be really useful. And I know I was with Dimitri when one queen was giving advice that he was not particularly... I take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'll mention it after the podcast, too. I'm so, I think you may know, but if you don't, I'll... No. Uh, uh. Well, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm not really entirely sure what you're talking about. I mean, I've been I've been given shade from many of the queens. Well, this Do you really... remember that time that she came back there and said that you, because you used your hair, oh, you yeah. were andro or no, she didn't even okay. say because your hair. She was just like, you're an androgyny queen, and and, like, oh, and, really and Venus is a, what did she call me? What kind of queen? You're a, you're the other show. Hello everyone, I apologize that the podcast ends so abruptly. Um, I don't know what kind of happened, but for whatever reason my editing software isn't allowing me to export the mp3, so the podcast is actually missing about 10 minutes of audio. I do apologize for that. I just want to say that the end of this podcast we do mention where Saint, you can find St. Venus performing in Atlanta. You can find her at MSR and at Mary's in Atlanta, so look out for those. Do not miss her performances. She is a wonderful, wonderful performer. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and until next time, keep spreading the love.